Oh no. I have full conversations with them. <laughs> Walk around the house being like, yeah, so this is what I'm doing right now. And uh, oh my goodness, look at that. Ooh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally talk to Milo more than I think I talk to anyone else in the house. Oh my gosh. I will every every single day when I get home from work, uh, I pretty much go straight to the bedroom to change into pajamas. And yeah. every single time I get to the bedroom door and I'm like, I'm changing. And the dogs come running in so that I can tell them about my day while I'm changing my clothes. And then I love on them and give them kisses. I thought at first you were going to say that you say you're changing to tell Milo to get out. No. (laughs) Privacy. (laughs) No, but if Ladybug jumps on me again while I'm naked, I'm going to. She's got freaking talons. Oh my gosh. So does Asher. And Bowie does too. He just needs his clipped. But Asher's like claws they're just long like you can see <laughs> the um quick like it's just long like there's a little teeny tiny bit you can cut off but yeah I don't know he's oh he's just gonna have I really think he's an inbred dog I mean he could be I really think he is because I his jaw like he's got the hugest overbite like he looks <laughs> like a Simpson his jaw is super like bottom jaw is like in and then like his upper one S- Steven Steven dog Steven <laughs> hold on I I'll have, show you I was like I have no idea what that is <laughs> but he yeah he just has a really meaty mouth and so it, I think it hides it really well until he's like laying down and you look and you're like you really look dumb yes that is literally <laughs> what he looks like except for he's got the meat on his mouth so it hides like you don't see mm-hmm. that but that's exactly what he has that going is so on. funny <laughs> and then he's just so dumb like i love him like i really do he's this he cuddles so good but he's just really dumb like does not know he comes every once in a while if you're like come here but then sometimes he literally he sits there and he looks like Eeyore and he just like looks up at you and you're like come here and he's just like looking at you like you're gonna <laughs> whoop his ass or something and I'm like I just want you to come here when Matt got home today uh Cecil was kind of looking at him like that like he just did something <laughs> bad or like he was in trouble or something yeah uh but it was because his uh, little dangly bits on his collar like his name tag and all that got yeah. stuck in the pin like in the metal part of the pin and so he was literally stuck to the side of the cage he, oh. couldn't, he couldn't move or anything oh the poor guy like <laughs> how long had he been stuck like that who knows oh. i had left for work around noon and matt got home around four i think so oh hopefully not for four hours i hope not that worries me though if he does it again he might choke himself (laughs) yeah i actually just had to loosen asher's collar because he was like making some weird like (laughs) like clearing his throat noises well he's growing yeah well and i have to keep it pretty tight like i still make sure that i can stick like my hand under it 
but I have to keep it really tight because he likes to run out the front door and he won't come back. <laughs> so, so you need something to grab on. I need to grab something. But uh, yeah, I loosened it today because he did grow because it was pretty tight and the the little because we get the seatbelt like clicker ones. Mm-hmm. It was like right on his throat. So Aww. I think it was like <laughs> choking him out a little bit. Okay. Are you ready? I believe I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. This is Legend. We are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. And I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And so before I start with the story that we're doing today, I just want to warn everybody that we have a new dog in the house. So that's three to my lovely total of dogs. And he is a puppy. And he does not quite know how to be quiet yet. So you may hear him in the background. (laughs) He has a fun new um, hobby where he sees his reflection in the sliding glass door and wants to bark at himself. So (laughs) (laughs) you might hear that. We will try to edit it out or make it quieter, but no promises. (laughs) We are recording in our houses after all. So today we are going to cover black-eyed children. Have you heard of it? I have. I heard a podcast about them, but to be honest, I wasn't totally paying attention because, you know, I just don't (laughs) pay attention often. Um, But I also, every time I hear black-eyed children, I think of black-eyed peas. And then I also think of just children getting the shit beat out of them. So (laughs) (laughs) hope it's not either of those. (laughs) Nope. But it's funny that you say black-eyed peas because a lot of articles that I was reading about them, a lot of them started off with, no, not the black-eyed peas. Oh, Lord. getting tired maybe i was talking about the food not the group oh well they were all talking definitely about (laughs) the musicians it was always there was always like a band picture of all of them clickbait yes (laughs) so uh this story there's not a lot of substance to it but there is a lot of like firsthand accounts so the best yes so i'm going to tell you where it started kind of tell you what they are and then basically the rest of it is just going to be firsthand experiences get it okay so it's said that there have been many reports of black-eyed children as far back as the 80s um but it actually kind of seems to start with a post that was written online in 1998 by a texan reporter named brian bethel weird (laughs) just before we started was telling me about Bethel yep um he claimed that two years ago in 1996 in Albaline Texas he had gone to drop off a check in a night drop box and so he was sitting in his car writing out this check and right next to it I guess there was a movie theater 
And so the movie theater marquee, because it was at night, so he was using the light from the marquee to see and write his check. So while he was writing this check, two young boys, uh, somewhere between the ages of nine and 12, who were dressed in hoodies, knocked on his car door window. He cracked his window um, and he thought they were going to ask him for like money, you know, or something like that. Like they were peddling something, I guess. Um, but instead, instead, oh my God. But instead, <laughs> I know already. Instead, he says, quote, I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible soul wrecking fear. And I had no idea why. End quote. One boy he described as suave oils olive skin <laughs> oiled um curly headed young man and the other he said was a red-headed pale-skinned freckled young man he says the olive skinned kid was like the spokesman or like the main kid and he asked brian if he would give them a ride to their mom's house they wanted to see a movie by the way the movie was mortal Kombat, <laughs> <laughs> but they forgot uh their money and so Brian says that after a little bit, he looked at the marquee on the movie theater in his watch and realized that the last showing of the movie had already started. And by the time he had got the kids uh, back to the theater, the movie would be over. So while he's thinking this, this kid kept saying things like, quote, it won't take long. Uh, we're just two little kids and that they didn't have a gun or anything. Okay. Yeah. what it has been brought to my attention way too much lately how evil little children are so (laughs) if a kid was saying i don't have a gun i'd be like you fucking do yeah i bet you do have a gun (laughs) um so obviously he was terrified and he thought that was really weird that they would say that and he says that when he broke eye contact with the kids it was kind of like a haze had been lifted like he broke a spell and uh he noticed that the boys were staring at him with blacked out eyes when they say blacked out what does that mean like the whole eyeball was black or like they were really deep and like sunken so you beat me to it because that's (laughs) in my next paragraph but so basically, when they say blacked out eyes, they're you. So you know what your scleras are? The whites of your eyes? Sure, do now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's none of that. It's just all black. Like someone's wearing like one of those big, um, giant black contacts. I just like bumped my microphone. Sorry. People that tattoo their eyeballs. Yeah, just like that. Like oh, their whole eyeball is black. That's scary. Okay. <laughs> so, um, He says he kept his cool, although he was freaking out on the inside, and he apologized to the boys, and he made up some excuse as to why he couldn't give them a ride, and then he started to put his car into reverse when the main kid started banging on his car window, and he was angrily saying, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Well, I'm not going to tell you it's okay. Bye. (laughs) So he said when he got a little bit away, because he like took off in his car, he looked back and the boys were gone. And he says that they couldn't have moved that fast and there was nowhere for them to hide. 
So I guess that just adds like another supernatural angle to them. Creepy. And so then the two years later, he decided he was going to share his story with just like a close group of friends. And but he it was over the Internet and it just blew up like crazy because <laughs> it's the Internet. So when he posted the story and the story kind of got away from him. And Wait, did he put up, it on his Zynga? Didn't say, but I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was... um. Oh, what was the wording he used? It was like a closed group or something. Like it was just supposed to be like his close friends, I think. Mm, he didn't have close friends then because someone spilt the beans. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, but yeah, so it blew up and everybody was like commenting on it and everything. And then the internet basically coined the term black eyed kids. Sweet. Or B-E-K for short. Beck. Beck. So what is a Beck, you ask? Mm -hmm. They are children. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That range from 6 to 16 years old. They have completely blacked out eyes. And this is where I was going to explain the sclera and all that. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) I took your thunder. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, They can be alone in pairs. And I guess sometimes they're even in groups. They'll knock on your car door. They'll knock on your house door. They ask if they can come in and use your phone or they, or that they need help. Um, some sources said it's almost like they put a trance on you, which is kind of what he said in his story. Um, and then it seems like at the last second, people snap out of it and they don't let them in. Smart people. Yeah. I do have a story. So I'm, I also want to say I did not read all these stories. Like I read like a couple lines in, but I wanted to be surprised also, especially <laughs> because one of them, the title of it is I let them in. Ooh. And I didn't see like any stories that talked about that someone actually let them in. So I wanted to be surprised too. So. Sweet. Um. It says that you kind of feel compelled to help them or open your door. And then that's when you snap out of it. And they're kind of like vampires, kind of, because they need an invitation to come in. Um, It seems like a lot of the times their clothes are outdated, like antiquated, or they're too big or too small for them. And they have a weird speech pattern. So the best way to describe it, I guess, is that they don't they talk like they're trying to be human (laughs) or like they're trying to be a part of like this time but they use like the wrong wording for things or like an old way of saying something if that makes sense like (laughs) your parents do and you're like dude nobody says that anymore (laughs) yes like we're going to be no like we do 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 now (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i know i so like i say bro and stuff like that all the time same to my kids (laughs) yeah like bro and dude and all of that i say to my Mm -hmm. kids and when i first had kids i don't really think that was a big thing like it was when we were younger and now like every child says that like (laughs) bruh i don't say bruh but or like the was that 
That, yeah. I don't think that's coming back for a while. No, I haven't heard any kids say that. But me and Mormon yeah. say it to each other all the time. Well, yeah. Um, it, it creeps me out sometimes when Josh and or Lindsay will use new upbeat terms. Like music that slaps. I'm like, what the fuck is it slapping? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. get it. I feel way out of the loop on that stuff. <laughs> Kyrie, um, my goddaughter is always saying things or like not even just terms, but like, so you know how we had emo kids and mm-hmm. things like that, but there's like the Visco girls now and e girls and baddies. I think. Bisco girls are even outdated now as well. I don't understand why these kids just can't be themselves. <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, we weren't. I mean, I don't feel like I particularly prescribed to any. I mean, I listened to emo music and I did in my late teens and early 20s i did definitely you were definitely try to do the scene kid yes you did hair yeah <laughs> uh but, you know i was gothic i do remember would be mostly considered emo and then and then that goes to scene and then that goes to e-girl i think i don't know there might be something between scene and e-girl I have no idea. I and I only know these things because of my goddaughter tells me them. <laughs> Look, I Jamie and Val are too young, yeah, you know, to be. Although uh Jamie was telling me that he wants to be a gamer boy, and Kyrie was explaining to me that that was like emo girl or all of that. And I'm like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> He probably just meant it like I want to play games all day (laughs) yeah I mean I think so I mean I never he's never said anything about his clothes or you know the way he dresses which I hope he doesn't for a long time he doesn't need to worry about that in my opinion he still lets mommy pick his (laughs) t-shirts you know when I go shopping so um I mean of course I let him pick what he wants but I'm not gonna sit there and be like do you want this do you want that i'm like yeah you want a green t-shirt great (laughs) anyways off track but oh way off track um i lost my place oh no well i i mean i guess i really finished that so they have the weird speech patterns and they just don't act like normal children and that's pretty much all i have on them so i have five stories and I found a thought catalog article that has 16 stories of people's experiences. I took three from them. I figure if you want to go read their compilation, we'll have it in the sources. Um, And then the last two stories I found on Reddit. What is thought catalog? Have I asked this uh, already? No, but I use them a lot because they're really cool. Um, It's just a website. (laughs) It's just... And they just have a bunch of like compilations of things or like okay. lists of things. Is just it lots of thought like T H O U G H T? Or is it thought like that other weird slang term that I don't understand? <laughs> <laughs> I think that thought stands for that hoe over there. Something like that. I, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. But no, it's 
thought like you used your brain and you thought it <laughs> i like that kind <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so number one was submitted to thought catalog by user no sleep 2012 mm, poor guy oh and the ones from thought catalog are kind of long so bear with me i'm just reading it word for word as the person posted their experience so they say it almost felt like a dream i woke up to my dog lucy barking she was upright on the bed where my husband and i were sleeping with our 22 month old daughter staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around i thought she was just freaking out over a house noise we'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy it could have been anything our roommate a creak from the house settling the awnings moving outside in the breeze i wasn't too concerned initially i decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there first of all no Uh, (laughs) stay in bed Mm -hmm. it sounds a bit silly but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared and i figured it should work with a puppy too i opened the door and she raced to the front door she stood there snarling at the door it was an angry violent growl one i had never heard her make before i looked groggily at her and opened the baby gate blocking the doorway planning to open the door and show her everything was okay The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped toward me, and when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered, almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerisms changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside were two kids. One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger. I'm 21 and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde and she wore it long about mid back with long, thin, blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin looking olive colored pullover style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four in the same style jeans and a button-down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair, tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm, and it was identical to the one my daughter has, as was their style of dress. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear... I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. Nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indication I was at the door. The older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly. And that was when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. They were black or midnight blue or a dark, dark purple. (laughs) They were otherworldly, she said. Oh, she said, (laughs) our mother is worried. 
<laughs> As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I had never been one to believe in these things. As a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal, I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no questioning what was right in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door, Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? Uh, rude. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy snarled at the door and I inched backwards, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to get back and let them in. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more, and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night, and I haven't slept right since. I know from reading about them that BEKs can't just come in without permission. I know they haven't hurt anyone, but I still fear I'll be the exception. When I told my husband, he said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it. But the lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night, this fear of a knock at the door, this tells me otherwise. Okay, well, shame on her husband for saying that was just a dream. I know. I hate that. Like, how's he to know? He wasn't there. Well, also, I always think, so, because I've thought that a couple times when listening to, like, other podcasts and they're telling stories about things that are weird that happen. So, you know your spouse. Like, you know them. You know their baseline. You know if your spouse is a staunch atheist and a skeptic, like she's saying, that she wouldn't just be like, I saw black kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if your spouse is saying something that they clearly would not say on the regular, like, she'd probably take it just a little bit more seriously. So, quite possibly. I know that's really yeah. spooky though. I don't like that the kids knew she was there without her actually like no being there. I actually kind of got goosebumps on my arms <laughs> when I read that part because that is freaky. <laughs> um okay, so are you ready for story number two? I do believe so. I hope the dog was okay. I I mean I think it sounded like nothing happened because she says, you know, she knows that no they've never hurt anyone. Yeah. But what about his mental state? that's true i mean (laughs) mentally they probably have scarred a lot of people probably (laughs) but physically it seems like you're in the clear okay so the second story was submitted by user sarah beth 11 and she says this is so funny i'd never heard of bek's before my incident so i come on here to post my story and the first story i see is about a bek weird (laughs) (laughs) let me preface this by saying i'm oh also (laughs) the word preface i was thinking about the other day i've always said preface but i hear 
almost everybody else say preface matt and i were literally talking about this like monday i think (laughs) yeah well fuck all y'all i'm gonna keep saying preface because i've been saying it like that my entire life okay (laughs) you know what i mean i know what you mean i just every time i hear it i'm like (laughs) i'm like wait the word stops me for a second i'm like whoop. (laughs) i know i think it's because like so i saw this um post on facebook actually and it kind of made me stop and like like oh that's so nice like a lot of people when they say things wrong it's because they learned it from reading it and not hearing it you know for the first time so it looks like preface okay it does look like preface (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just gonna keep on like if i catch myself i'll try to catch myself but I, wa- I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, I should probably tell people I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I understand that other people say preface, but I've just been saying it preface for so long. Like, anyways, it's all right. <laughs> so- I pronounce everything wrong. <laughs> okay. So she says, let me preface this <laughs> by saying, I'm by no means a writer, just a quote unquote domestic engineer living in north texas also domestic engineer that is a pretty badass way i think she's saying that she's she's like a stay-at-home mom yeah yeah i love or that a stay-at-home wife or she just stays the fuck home yeah but <laughs> she's a domestic engineer i really like that term i want to be one that's what i want to grow up <laughs> i would to be. love to be yeah not, not the mom part well the dog mom i'll be the dog mom but <laughs> I mean I stay home but I'm still I work from home like I don't True. I'm not I'm not a stay-at-home mom working I like no. that's not my job I actually have a job you just stay at home job. to do it yeah <laughs> I, does everyone understand that you are not a domestic engineer <laughs> I am not a domestic engineer unfortunately but so, it'd be nice <laughs> it would be very nice also I don't believe in the paranormal, which we hear a lot. Uh, ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween. I have to admit, it has me scratching my head. This is my first post on Reddit. Huh. So I'm wondering if Thought Catalog pulled these posts from Reddit. Because this is not one of mine from Reddit. This is from the Thought Catalog article. So Maybe. They- or maybe they just posted it everywhere. Yeah, maybe. Um, So this is my first post on Reddit. And sorry to say, I'd never even heard about it until yesterday. (laughs) I told my best friend about my incident and she's an avid reader of No Sleep. And she told me if I didn't post it, she would. So here I am. Anyways, hope you like. So it had been a slow trick or treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas drop off in ours. And have a constant parade at our house or at our door. Sorry. That night, I'd say we'd had no more than eight or 10 groups of kids come by the entire night. It was about 9.30 p.m. And my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. (laughs) You just Sometimes I really wish we were recording this because Amy just seriously was like sitting up you know I can see like from 
you know, her upper chest upward. And she just kind of like slides very (laughs) slowly off and out of the screen and then slides very slowly back (laughs) with something in her hand, a bag or what? My purse. Okay. (laughs) I am just looking at me so guilty. (laughs) I have ADHD. (laughs) I'm listening. But I need to keep my hands busy and there's nothing fun to play with in front of me right now. <laughs> so I had to go to my purse. Hey, it's fine. It's just the guilty look on your face <laughs> as you're sliding so slowly out and back in. I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> you did a really good job. You were very quiet. Thank you. Um, Okay, I gotta find my place again. (laughs) Oh, it was about 9.30 p.m. and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then, and it was Halloween and all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour and it was getting late. So we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in her crate because we were afraid she'd try and get out to play. And they have playing quotes with all the kids. Mm, and I, I just put mine have- up because they're annoying and they bark nonstop. <laughs> mine do too when someone's at the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Asher when he is looking at himself. <laughs> <laughs> just living life. Just living. <laughs> and I didn't want to have to uh, chase after her down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she would look a little intimidating to the younger kids. So I turned the outside light off, let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch and laid down at my feet. It was getting close to 10 o'clock uh, when my husband decided he had had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs, take a shower and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday, and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected back for another hour or so, so that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit, and being alone (laughs) now watching, I'd have to say was kind of on edge, as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on, When there came a light knock, knock, knock at the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell? Really? It's almost 10. Go home. (laughs) I literally had that thought last year at Halloween. I was like, my (laughs) light is off. The dog is out. And you're knocking. Anyway, we had that too. uh, Because last Halloween, I had COVID. And so my whole family was, you know, inside Mm -hmm. go trick-or-treating. And I think we had one that was like at 10 o'clock. And I was like, first of all, we don't have our light on. <laughs> Second of all, it's 10. Ooh, next year when it happens, we're going to be like, oh, it's black eyed kids. I know. I'm going to rush over to the door and block it and tell Mormon, don't open it. <laughs> They're black eyed kids. <laughs> uh, okay. But soon an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows in the dark and without the porch light, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door has a big beveled glass panel and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching TV. 
it would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Knock, knock, knock again from the door. I glanced down at Chloe and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there as she normally does. Nothing. She wasn't there. So uh, the story just suddenly like clicked in my head. I think this might have been in that podcast because I was like, there was something about a dog acting weird. And then you said that and I'm like, oh, shit, I've heard this one. Well, hey, yeah, they obviously world. like thought catalog or read it because this one came from both, True. I guess. Um, good research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I haven't read it all, so. Okay. I stood up to look around the room better and found her crouching by the back door like she wanted out. However, she never asked to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her. And I have to say, heightened my anxiety. Chloe Crate, I said. She just turned back to look at me like, hell no, lady, I ain't moving. (laughs) I yelled up to my husband, but if he was already in the shower, I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough light on the door to where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass i instantly felt relief it was just some kids probably a couple of my neighbors on their way back home and wanted to stop by and show me their costume or something i headed to the door and looked back to make sure chloe wasn't going to follow what a great watchdog i thought to myself as she just sat there (laughs) i turned on the porch light when i got to the door and sure enough i could see through the glass that it was a couple of pretty small kids A little late for such young ones, I thought, and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. Literally, that is exactly what I would think. (laughs) I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a boy and a girl. The girl to my left was older. I'd say about 11 or 12. See, 11 or 12. I mean, not that late, but at 11 or 12, I would let them trick or treat by themselves. Yeah. Okay. In a neighborhood you knew. Yeah. Yeah. But not that late. But no, not that late. (laughs) I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are from high above and on columns at the front of the porch, so most of the light was coming from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter. I'd say eight or nine and looked to have light brown hair. And yeah, no eight or nine-year-olds by themselves. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, The girl very politely spoke up. Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask to use my home phone. Um, hun, don't you have a phone of your own to call your mom on? I asked. This was uh, when things really got weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither ever spoke. They both turned back to me and the girl said, 
ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? That's such a weird way to say that. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, We're alone out here and my brother is scared. I have to admit there were two competing feelings going on inside me. The first, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then that I noticed during the short conversation, I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself? Another pause. And they again looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? No, he's a boy. There's bushes. I mean, honestly, true. (laughs) Um, And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer to the door like she was going to just walk on in by me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house, and I got my first real good look at her. Solid, jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror. I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to where my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then like on cue, both kids kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number. I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them stand there on the porch, just staring at me through the beveled glass pane. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. That's brave, because I'm a vag, and I seriously would be like, Mormon, go get it! <laughs> hmm, I don't know what I would do. I feel like I would I'm just stand there and go. I'm a scaredy cat. But honestly, I probably wouldn't have answered the door, because I hate when people come up to the door. <laughs> You're like, I'm antisocial as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she said, that would have freaked me out even more to not know where they were. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided to call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side table by our couch to my phone, I glanced at the back door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. Oh, she was really (laughs) scared. Poor girl. Uh, When I got to my phone and started to look for his contact info, it was only then that the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk to the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went. Still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make people's shapes, but but you can't see much detail, I think is what she meant to say. Probably. Uh, of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in from the door. I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me as I lifted the phone to my ear after calling only then did the kids start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff and have never heard about black-eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think 
What I have to think is these kids were just out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. (laughs) But I will say this for them. They were really good. (laughs) Really good at it. They scared the, (laughs) she just wrote, they scared the S out of me and my dog. (laughs) (laughs) So this last one um, from the Thought Catalog article was submitted by someone's name Hammerhands. All right, Hammerhands. Is that like the opposite of Hammer Toes? <laughs> Maybe they're fans of uh, MC Hammer. No. Oh my gosh, Hammerheads! My, my brain just farted, and I can't get it back. Doctor Horrible. And hammer. Oh, <laughs> hammer meat nail. <laughs> love that part. Wow. That took a minute to jog my brain back. Captain Hammer. Captain. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that is why I love you. Because <laughs> Dr. Horrible references. <laughs> All right. So the incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved across country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. (laughs) Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. Fuck no. Gross. (laughs) I feel like, no, goodbye. Um, The second thing that should have dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat. So he's he's wearing like a duster? (laughs) Uh, Short black hair and and sunglasses. Yeah, he's snazzy looking. Spiked black hair. (laughs) The sunglasses at 6 a.m., struck me as odd even more odd he was eating an apple he was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up i said no close the door and (laughs) slid the security chain into place good job (laughs) end of story all right yep Uh, a moment later another knock i opened the now chained door and before i could speak he asked again if he could come in and warm up no, I replied <laughs> and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, so that is a very Jamie thing. Yes, barbecue sauce on apples <laughs> is his favorite snack. Um, 
but I did not know anyone else would ever do anything like that. Me neither. And that is such a random fucking thing. Can I at least get some ketchup <laughs> like, for bro, my apple? You can't eat apples without ketchup. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god i was not expecting that and the next sentence is him saying fuck that i reply i'll be a little confused get the hell out of here my wife is calling the police he takes a moment to let this information sink in lowers his glasses revealing eyes as black as obsidian and says no you won't be calling anybody at that moment I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless hiding in the bedroom. All jacked up on adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out to the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think, to myself as I (laughs) turn to enter the house. I notice a half-eaten apple lying on the ground oh creepy i don't yeah i don't like that (laughs) ketchup on fruit gross who cares about the black-eyed kid it's like what the fuck is the apple thing what's with his eating habits (laughs) oh my goodness oh my god okay so these now these next ones are the two that i found from reddit so this one was posted by user Altered State and was titled, oh, this is the one I was talking about. This one is titled, I Let Them In. Ooh, all right. Okay, so they have it broken down. They put like a background section and then the story section. So this is under their background. And it says, this happened back in the 80s. I was between nine and 10. I was an only child at this point. And my mother was a single mom. She had taken all the money she had and bought a trailer and some land and moved out to the country. I can still remember how she installed the septic system, installed the plumbing in an electrical pole, and how we wired that to the house. She seems like a badass. I know. I was literally just thinking that she does sound like an absolute badass. Um, I lost my spot. (laughs) Oh. This had given me great fascination with electricity. I was always helping her with these projects. I grew up knowing a lot more than most kids about these kinds of things. We lived in a rural area in Texas on a two-acre tract of land. Houses were sparse and situated quite far apart, so not a heavily populated area. I was a lonely kid for the most part living out there. I digress. I'll move on to the day they came. (laughs) so now this is the story okay my mom was busy with something in her room which was situated at the far end of the 72 foot trailer we lived in i went into the kitchen for something and heard a knock at the door i went to open it and found four kids standing outside two boys and two girls i opened the screen door and the larger of the boys asked can we use your phone we need to call our mom I was immediately suspicious because where had these kids come from? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I lived here a few years and knew all the kids in the neighborhood. I remember looking at the larger boy's eyes and thinking something was different about him, but couldn't put my finger on it. I shrugged and opened the screen wider and let them in. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> nope. I was holding in a yawn. <laughs> oh, don't yawn because then I'll yawn and then I'll be yawning <laughs> fast. I left the front door open as I took them into the kitchen and pointed to where the phone was. The larger boy picked up the phone as my mom called to me. I ran into my mom's room and said, and she said, who's in the house? I told her a bunch of kids wanted to use the phone. She looked angry and said, you don't let anyone in the house. Tell them to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) she doesn't want anybody in the house, but apparently not for the kids safety. She just just doesn't want them in the house. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's so funny. That's me. (laughs) Don't bring people in my house. Yep. I walked out of her room and back to the kitchen to tell them they had to go and found the phone off the hook. The front door was still open and the screen door closed. I ran to the door and outside to look for the kids. They were nowhere to be found. They couldn't have even had time to walk or run across two acres to get to the street. So where were they? After that happened, life was super weird. Mom was always getting sick, unable to find sustainable work, and became heavily paranoid and got into damaging relationships with men. Of the most weird occurrences were when she didn't have the ability to pay the phone bill. So the phone company came and disconnected the phone. However, we still kept getting phone calls. I rarely ever answered the phone. So when my mom told me this, I was skeptical and didn't really believe her. Then one day she was busy outside and the phone rang. So I answered it and I heard a woman say hello on the other end. It sounded like my aunt. Then it just went to static. When mom came back in, I told her what had occurred. And so she went to the neighbors and called the phone company and asked them to check the line uh, that our phone was ringing. They came out, inspected the line at the pole and came inside and told my mom, there is no way you are getting phone calls. The line is completely disconnected. It's cut at the pole. This happened constantly, even after my mom moved the trailer to another city. In the city, she had failed to pay the bill again. And again, we kept getting phone calls that ended in dead air or strange voices and static. Their linemen told her the same thing. There was no way our phone was ringing, but yet it did. To this day, I really don't know what to make of any of that. But it was also around this time I began to experience things like words of knowledge and apparently this is one of their words of knowledge because I have never heard this word before. <laughs> um, in clairaudient? Clairaudient? Yeah, that must be it. Clairaudient. You want to Google that? <laughs> All right. I have to know what it means now. How do you spell it? Claire, like C-L-A-I-R A-U-D-I-E-N-T I'm guessing like clairvoyance? The power or faculty of hearing something not present to the ear but regarded as having object reality. What? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Um, Can you Google that? (laughs) So, like, I don't know. Like, if you heard an EVP, not a recorder, like something like that, maybe. 
Hmm. Like something so that's not really there. Well, not really there. I mean, like not audible for everyone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're like the EVP recorder. Yeah. The human okay. EVP. <laughs> I'll accept. <laughs> um, so where I would know things I had never learned and hear things before they happened in physical reality. I mostly kept those experiences to myself and would just think, how weird. (laughs) When mom sold that trailer, we never had those weird phone experiences again. And the Clara audience also went away. So it's spelled Claire audience up there, but then Claire audience. Yeah, it had that also on there. Oh, okay. So, um, oh. And then there's this little part where it says edited to add other weird things. Yay. It says a few other weird occurrences. While still living in the country, I was sitting on my mom's bed next to her. She was saying, it feels like bugs are crawling all over me. Yeah. I got off. Yeah. Gross. I got off the bed and walked over to her dresser and for some reason felt the need to look up on the ceiling. There were millions of tiny spiders. This is no ag. This is no eggs. No eggs. This is no eggs. <laughs> uh, this is no exaggeration. I knew my mom would freak out. So I told her, Mom, please get up and leave this room. She looked, <laughs> at, she looked at me with a look of concern and asked why. I said, Please just get out of this room. <laughs> she then gave a look like I was being impossible. So I told her, Look up. I had never seen her leave a room so fast after she looked up and saw that mess. (laughs) Literal arachnophobia. We fumigated the house directly after that several times a year. It could be unrelated, but I have never seen anything like that before or since. (laughs) After we had moved the trailer to another city, some lights would either dim or get brighter and brighter when we turned them on until they literally popped. Sounds like a electricity surge. Or like, okay. Um, When mom called the electric company, they sent an electrician out to inspect. He climbed the pole. And when he went to test one of the lines, it literally popped him off the pole. And and he flew to the ground. He was okay, though. But it is funny. Because you just picture like a cartoony, like. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But it does say he's okay. Yes. Um, We can laugh. Yes. Although a little shocked. And then they wrote in parentheses, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) And shaken. The electric company's stance on the issue was that there was a miswiring at the pole. It was most likely that they missed the ground. Again, could be unrelated. But the circuit breakers never tripped during these episodes. Now my last story. It's a short one. Mm, Good. It is posted by... Throw me off a cliff 23. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Entitled, I think I had an encounter last year. And they go on to say, I had this really strange experience last year. And my brother just told me about BEKs. And I feel like that's what I saw. So last year during Christmas time, my sister and I were having a hard emotional night. And we decided to go around looking at Christmas lights. I was driving And we were just crying and talking and looking at the decorations. There was a meteor shower that night and we ended up on the super creepy back road 
with nothing around. No houses or buildings. No streetlights, just woods. Somehow, we both saw a meteor falling in the sky as I was driving, and we both screamed with shock and excitement. As we looked back down onto the road, there was a small... 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 (sighs) There was a small child on the side of the road. It had a backpack and was just staring at the car with this insanely scary grimace on its face with huge black sunken in eyes. It didn't move its body, but its head was moving with the car as we drove past. We freaked the hell out, screaming and crying, and just in utter shock of what the bleep was that? (laughs) They put three little stars. It filled us with such terror, and we were both so distraught and upset. We couldn't stop shaking and crying, and we couldn't rid ourselves of this horrible feeling. I felt guilty for not stopping if it was someone that needed help, but it was the middle of winter. Late at night, nothing was around that road, and there was no reason for someone to be there. And they weren't trying to flag us down for help, just staring. We called the cops and went home and couldn't sleep all night. I still have PTSD when I drive at night. I drew a picture when I got home, so I'd never forget what it looked like. And they (laughs) said that they would post it later, but I didn't see it. So, oh, darn. So, what do you think? I think it's very interesting. I want to know what causes them. Like, me too. There's like no, where do they come from? I don't know if there's a theory. Are they from another dimension? Are they from outer space? Are yeah, they inbred? Are they, Are they inbred? <laughs> like just what? so you know, folks, side effect of being inbred, you have blacked out eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you lack sclera. I don't know. It just seems very weird. What do you think about the one that let them in? Um I mean, they seem to have a lot of bad things happen to them afterwards. But what I wonder is, why did they leave? Yeah. You know what, though? What if it was because the mom was like, get them out of here, like uninvited them? Oh, like because she's technically the homeowner. Yeah. And she was like, fuck, no, I don't want them in my house. (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe they just absorbed into the walls or something and caused all the bad juju yeah maybe they left their bad energy there and then they were calling them on repeat (laughs) (laughs) like hello this is your not aunt (laughs) but my favorite story was definitely ketchup on apples (laughs) it was just so (laughs) random (laughs) i don't know i think that like so i watched this video from pbs like this quick little like i don't know youtube video that they did they were saying that it seems like black eyed kids are kind of like an amalgamation of all these fears that we have and that like children we consider to be so innocent and protected that, you know, when they're not innocent and they're evil, that it's like one of the most, you know, scary things because it's so opposite of how we tend to view kids as a society, except for you, we you know, but <laughs> i think they're evil (laughs) yeah most people though think that they're you know they're the embodiment of innocence and you know all that kind of stuff so they were saying that it's probably just like a urban legend that you know is meant to scare you be the opposite of what we expect children to be also they do say that um 
Brian Bethel story, like the original story, mm-hmm. they say that like that's the first kind of like creepy pasta. Like, do you remember what creepy pasta is? You know, you've told me it, and I've actually Googled it, and I still can never remember. So it's like this general term now. Like, I think it's a website, too. I know it's a website, but um, but they kind of use it as a general term to describe urban legends or things that are, like, aren't true, but are, like, mass-spread scary stuff. Mm. So like they kind of... Yeah, like Slenderman, exactly. That might have been when you told me about that. (laughs) Yeah, I think probably. But yeah, so they think that he's kind of like the OG creepypasta, like that story. And it's just an urban legend and it just freaks people out. Blah, blah. Well, yeah, but I mean, if that's the case, then freaking Bloody Mary is the original or whatever. Well, well. Okay, let me back up. Creepypasta refers to like online stories. Oh yeah, because he he told his small group of friends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was reading one article that was talking about his experience and they said that they went and tried to find his original Mm -hmm. post online and they couldn't find it. So I'm not saying that means it's not real. If it was private, then it would probably stay private. I mean, yeah, they just couldn't. Obviously, find it. someone shared it from the private group. But... Yes. Yes. Uh, so let us know what you guys think about Black Eyed Kids. Do you have an experience? Uh, I feel horrible for you if you do, because it sounds terrifying. Um, also, don't forget, send us your stories like Black Eyed Kids experiences or anything paranormal or aliens or local urban legends (laughs) uh have you seen bigfoot tell us we want to (laughs) know and uh we're hoping to maybe put out an episode where we just read your stories it would be very fun but you can submit those stories over at our website this is legendpod.com you can email them to us at thisislegendpod at gmail.com. And you can always follow us on Instagram and Facebook at thisislegendpod. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. All right. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye. Bye-bye.